0: Welcome to Keepers of the Word. You're here with Mike, Ron, and James. We put together a great show for you today. But before that, I'd like to thank 10th Fathom Designs. And I'd like to thank all brothers who support us, whithersoever dispersed, or about the globe. James.
1: Make sure to follow all of our social media outlets, Twitch being our favorite. Hit the subscribe button and turn on notifications to stay up to date with our new content. The views
0: and topics of keepers of the word are solely our opinions and do not reflect the opinions of any Masonic lodge or Grand Lodge. So today, our topic is Cain and Abel. Cain and, and Abel. Everything thereon after, which is a lot. We're talking about several lot, hundred Mike. years.
1: It's it's it's, right? it's 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 a lot of years.
0: Nine hundred years, eight hundred yeah. years, several hundred years, so, to to say the least, right? Correct. So. Let's let's start by talking about Cain and Abel and why
1: this first murder happened. So I mean it's everybody likes to, to say that uh well we know why they killed each other because you know Abel's offering was better to God. His sacrifice was a better sacrifice. God sought, you know, favored him over. Cain. And came became jealous. And uh, said, you know what? Screw this. And just picked God, up a rock and hit him. Story. But you know what? In all fairness, I just want to point this out. There was never a murder. Uh, the co- whole concept, the ideology, the no, everything did not exist uh, about murder. So when he did that, he didn't know. He was just doing what he felt. Because there was no rules. There was nothing, you know... Nobody said, don't do that, because they didn't know that that would happen like that. Um, But, you know, the real story is that uh, Cain maybe got upset over that. I think that was part of the reason. Um, But the big reason is, um, you know, when when they were told, uh, Cain and Abel were told that they were going to marry each other's twin sister. So, for example, Cain was supposed to marry Abel's twin sister, and Abel was supposed to marry Cain's twin sister. Um, Cain and his sister, uh, who his sister's name is Aklima, or uh, Awan, Canaan, Kalma, Kalmana. Ilimath. Right, right. Azura, that's a, a name that sounds familiar to some people. Um, but a, a better known name. Um, Aklima. just to let you guys know, is, is the name that they give in the... Um, the Quran, um, but Lulua is her her name, and and uh, for our viewers that should strike a bell because that's Lulu, that that means a demon offspring, you know, that's the child of Lilith. So why is her name that? And that, that's a whole other speculation. That's probably a whole other episode to kind of dive into. It's another branch that goes off somewhere. Um, but so Cain and Lulua actually liked each other. They got along, they had the same interests, and we like, ew, that's gross. But you know, they don't know that. That that concept is not there, and they just got along the with each first other. Ones. Right. They don't know nothing, man. So it's like, you know, this you know, they just they don't know that. So he they felt more comfortable with each other, and Kane's sister didn't like Abel. They just didn't, you know, it's not like they hated each other, they just didn't get along. They didn't get along as well as her and Cain. And uh, Cain and Lulua said to their parents, Adam and Eve, well, we'd rather marry each other. And they go, no, 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 we can't do that. It's too close. We need you guys to marry each other's sisters. So just to give you guys within context here of what's going on and time frame, Cain is 17 years old. Abel is 14. And then respective with their sisters, so Abel's sister's name is Jumala. Um, and she's also 14 and Cain is 17 and Lulua is 17 when, when all this takes place, when this goes down. So basically they had been talking to their parents like, Hey, we want to marry each other. We don't want to marry each other's sisters, you know, or, you know, we want to marry, I want to marry my own sister. And they kept having this drawn out conversation, argument, whatever you want to call it. And, um, finally, you know, Cain was just like really over it. And then when all this took place with God favoring his, um, favoring abel he just kind of lost it It was like it's too much everything's against me i'm i'm not getting anything that i want it's not going my way and this kind of goes back to you know when we're talking about abel i mean abel uh adam and eve about how this is a micro macro uh, view of what happens in our own life so what happens as a teenager with your parents you don't understand me you know, like I'm a new person now. You know, we go through these struggles and stuff, and this kind of echoes that. And it's really cool to see that this little little mini version of that happening. And um, you know, so he got upset, and in, in the throw of, in the heat of all this, he he picks up a rock and he bashes his brother's face in. And uh, that was sheer anger. You know, it was just he was violent. It was angry and. When he was done expressing himself, he was shocked because he had never seen that. And immediately he's like, "Oh man, I messed up." You know, like you ever, ever like punched a sibling and yeah. realize you punched too hard, and now there's blood or something, or you knocked down your sibling, and you're like, "Oh man, I can already hear my mom and dad," and like, "Dude, I'm done." You know, you can, what are you gonna do? Run. You try to console your sibling, it's okay. Don't worry, you know, you'll be fine. Don't don't tell mom and dad. And this is what happens. But um something else kinda happens. So, you know, what, what people fail to realize or, or really really take from the story that's in at least like the King James version is um the ground drank the blood of Abel and liked it. Um and it wanted more and it opened up and it swallowed Abel and Cain flipped his lid because he had never seen that the earth trembled and growled and drank in his blood and and it just he had never seen the earth open up and do that and he thought the earth was alive and freaked out and left and um and then from there, everybody knows the story. You know, the whole Cain and Abel, he killed his brother. Then God comes down and tells him all the stuff. And, you know, I'm going to curse you and you will never dwell in one place. And and I want people to kind of be shocked and awe at this. It's like, oh, you know, God didn't want him to rest and be easy and not, you know, have a family and this, this, and that. It really wasn't from that. It was that the earth liked the blood of Abel and wanted more. So it was looking for Cain because he was there when the earth did this thing. And God actually yells at the earth. <laughs> it's like, yo, whoa, you weren't supposed to do that. But that was just a reaction that was unknown. And um, and it says that, you know, in, in some other versions that the, the earth becomes dry and, and desolate in, in the area that it ate Abel and all this kind of weird stuff that happens to the earth, you know? Whether that was from the body or, or what have you, you know, there's really nothing else written about it. But so, this could be the reason why Cain cannot dwell in one land because the earth will find him and swallow him. Um, kind of cool because this kind of leads credence to him building cities everywhere. Because if you look at some of these cities, their floors um, were like a couple of yards thick of stone. And I think this is because he had a fear of the earth opening up. So, you know, if the earth was going to swallow him, it had to swallow him in a city-state size, you know, fortress made of stone, you know, like the stones from Baalbek. These are huge, huge, huge stones that he was able to cut and move because they were larger, they were bigger, they were able to move stuff a little bit easier. Um, yeah, it just always trips me out when, when I talk about that, you know. You look at this. You know, the go go for it.
0: With with this part of Cain killing Abel, you kind of see the first, the first, Well, one of the first pass downs where you're blaming somebody else for your own actions. Right. right. It says, "Saint Satan entered into Cain and persuaded him to kill Abel." see that no how do we know that happened we don't we don't know anything
1: we, we really don't yet. know we yeah don't, the, the right? writings don't say anything but like abel was that's, taunting that's him the beginning
0: but beginning of you know the adversary being able to hey the devil made me do it right that, that type of thing
1: yeah i mean in, in this aspect i think it was just his emotions unchecked emotion that made him do it You know, and then, but, but, you know, uh, going with what you just said, the devil made me do it. Uh, I don't think the devil made him do it. I think it was 100% him, but the devil showed up real quick, real, real quick. So they said, like, the earth shook, like, literally the earth, not in the area, the earth shook and trembled and had earthquakes. And um, so people knew, oh, shit, what's going on? Something happened. You know because there are are other beings out there we know this, you know that's why God had to place them on the on the this mountain with a cave of treasures because it was inaccessible. you could not get up there. you can see it across like this crevice, another high place that you can get to to be to kind of see it a little bit better, but uh, that's something else we're gonna get back into in a little bit, yes, but do you have anything else here, Mike? Do you gonna
0: well? burial of Adam I mean the burial of Abel go it for like it like they take him back to the cave of treasures and inside well
1: they are em- embalming this
0: happen over and over again with the, with the different people that pass over this time because each one is, is having to have a the myrrh. frankincense the myrrh, yeah. myrrh and um uh, there was another another piece that, that was that stood out
1: but um it's like gold too I think isn't it
0: no uh it, it was it was about uh it'll come to me but right now that same that same thing happens over and over again throughout the story where somebody dies they take him to the cave of treasures they embalm him and get him ready for death, and there's always a lamp next to them that
1: yes. never goes out. Yes. That now, lamp is very um hard to read yes. about. You don't right. hear too much about it.
0: <clears throat> no, but also, when did the Hebrews practice mummification? Why would you... Well,
1: they're not Hebrew. Uh, let's just well, say that okay. real quick. They are not Hebrew. It. Yeah.
0: Right? Because right. we're reading this from... What is it? One of the one of the older books, mm-hmm. and
1: it's in a couple of different versions. Yeah,
0: right. So I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you know, most people think, oh, you know, Cain and Abel and Adam and Eve. they they were Hebrew. No, they were not. They did not make a covenant with God. There was no rainbow signature in the sky yet. None of that happened. God didn't do that. God did not make it. You know.
0: Then we have we have the rule of Seth coming. Right, Seth steps in.
1: Correct, and, Seth. I think uh, at this point was either, was not born.
0: No, no, no. He comes in later, and then way later, you have the posterity of Seth, who they pat. They're obviously passing everything down to Seth,
2: mm.
1: and
0: then you have the death of Adam.
1: Did you read Adam, the uh, I... description of Seth? What he looked like?
0: Uh, no. Go ahead.
1: All right. So this gets a little freaky here. So they say that he was an exact image. Like almost an exact image of Adam, more so than Cain and Abel. That they had his body parts, that he had his body parts, that he was like Adam in every way, except, you know, his face. He didn't look, you know he looked similar, but he had his organs. He he was a hermaphrodite, like what we've discussed before. Which he had both? Yeah, he, he had Seth is supposed to have both, yeah. Correct. So, yeah, he's hmm. made in Adam's image. So you got to keep in mind, too, that Eve is not Hermaphrodite. Eve is just a woman.
0: But Lilith was, too. Right? Correct.
1: Correct. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Interesting.
1: Interesting. Thickens, my friend. Yes, it does.
0: Now, we have the burial of Adam. Again, we have, you know. The, the lantern. The body of the lantern. Yeah. Of course, the mummification. And they're they're all still in the cave of treasures because... Well, that cave must have smelled at some point in time, you know?
1: Right. Know well, that's, so mummification comes from, you know, they want to preserve a loved one and stuff like that, but it's also uh, the smell, you know, the incense was, uh, you know, very potent and strong uh, to cover up very potent and strong smells. Yeah. You know, it was oh, pretty bad. So, yeah, no, yeah. they had that. And, and and a lot of the other stuff, the attributes and characteristics of the Herbs and ingredients they were using were to preserve uh, the body, the flesh.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. We know that Adam lived nine hundred and thirty years. Seth lived nine hundred thirteen, and as you notice, the uh, the number starts to go down. Like what you said last time, mm-hmm. James, that that the number, uh, the the years, um, they start to lessen with, with our timeline. All. Well, how long right. we live, right? Mm-hmm. Then we have Seth dying now, and Anosh, his son, mm-hmm. is now put into place. And he... Um,
1: he really kind of lost it. I think oh, he really? kind of freaks out a little bit.
0: Oh, Anosh? Yeah,
1: because he's like, oh my God, dude, I'm, I have to be the head of this family. Seth like, is like he, closer to Adam than I was. Like, I really don't know Adam, you know, like...
0: Had kids, obviously, right? Canaan, yeah, um, Mahalil, mm-hmm. Jared,
1: mm-hmm. And Enoch, and Enoch, my favorite.
0: Yes, take it away, James. Let's talk about Anosh and his family.
1: So you know he he had to take over. Imagine being handed this lineage and the utter importance of guarding the West Gate, so to speak. And he was really nervous. He didn't, you know, he kind of displays a little bit of like, dude, can I do this? Like, I don't remember the Garden of Eden. I was never there. I never saw that. I never saw like a lot of these things. So now what we're seeing is um, distance now, distance from the source. You know, like you're saying, the numbers, the age number is now shrinking, you know they they're not 900 years old they're 800 they're 700 it keeps getting smaller and smaller and every once in a while you'll have a character or a person who jumps up in the number why there's no rhyme or reason they really don't say um it just is maybe they were healthier they lived a healthier lifestyle or what have you you know um but you know he was nervous he was nervous and then uh there was some some mess ups You know, there was a, they had uh, Adam who was already passed, who was embalmed inside the cave of treasures and, you know, the demons that were out there, I'm just using demons in a general, uh, general term here. They wanted Adam. They wanted to get in. They wanted his body, you know, because they, that's what they knew. Something
0: was up with his body. They always wanted it. They
1: always want, because they wanted to defile it. They wanted, just think about it. What they don't talk about is that a lot of the times, I mean, they do talk about a little bit where, we're going to go back to where God told Lucifer to bend his knee to Adam, to man. It was Adam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Adam was there. Adam saw all this stuff. Adam was, was speaking and communicating and... Com, you know, having communion with with angels, man, and demons. There was a lot of demons that would come and kick it and just talk with Adam because they're like, "Dude, you're a big thing. You broke heaven." You know what I'm saying? You make you imagine that
0: you broke heaven. you
1: broke heaven, dude. And like Adam has no concept, right? He did what you know? So that like the a lot of these fallen, they wanted to see what they fought over. Some of them didn't see. And some did. Sometimes it was their children that came. And they're like, hey, son, that's the thing that made us fight and get kicked out. That's why we're living here now. You know, or like, well, you know, Demon Dad, why are you guys always fighting the angels? Well, it's him. We said no to that because in all honesty, when you look at it, the first fall uh, it was through pride, right? It was really, when you look at it, you can say, sure, it was pride. But it was also Lucifer, Lucifer and the other angels saying, well, why can't we have that too? I want that too. We were here first, and we don't have free will, but you're going to give it to him. Well, I want free will to say no to that. And God goes, no. But he has free will to do whatever the hell he wants. He can eat from the tree. He can mess up your, your agenda. He can break your rules, but you will forever love him. And the angels break it once, and he wants to destroy them all. You know, it was to a point where a third of the heaven followed Lucifer's tail down when he fell. That's a large number. That's a large yeah, it's number like of angels 75%. who disagree with God. You know, and, and they say, well, the angels didn't have free will. Sure does look like it, man. They, a third of them left. They rose up and tried to unseat God from the throne and put Lucifer on it. So, you know, that's pretty crazy to think that. You know, they obviously thought we have a shot here, guys, versus there's no way in hell we're going to make this, pardon the pun there. But we can do this, you know? They thought that they can do it, that there was something was achievable there. Otherwise, God's, God is all omnipotent, all omniscient, right? Well, they thought they had a shot. That's something to think about, whether it's right or wrong, whatever viewpoint you have in life and religion or what, that action still took place it doesn't need your belief on that that action took place and lucifer was made perfect and he was not to do any wrong so if he did that was that wrong you know that makes you think like, you get a lot of these concepts it's a conundrum but uh perspective
2: perspective what's up ron perspective. What's the sorry man, sorry man. Hey, I was catching some of your talking about the hermaphroditic like aspect of, of what you were saying. And I noticed that within Gnosticism there was a lot of that kind of talk. And also I caught something really, really interesting of the Gnostic view about Cain and Abel. And the Gnostic view that I came across said that Cain and Abel were originally Elohim and Yahweh and were given earthly names as a form of deception. So, what's your take on that, James?
1: So, when we read, you know, the Gnostic text or more specifically, and I'm going to quote a book here for y'all to go read uh, Pistis Sophia. Please go read it. It's pretty freaking cool. So, in, in this cosmology or this idea or viewpoint from this, this religion um, or stance is that humans are, are the flesh bodies. The human flesh is a vehicle. It's a car. And the demons, Elohim, angels, whatever name you want to give them, it's all the same thing. They can use those flesh bodies as a vehicle Like, I can get into a truck and go drive around, get out, get into a little tiny Honda and go drive around and go do that and go have fun. If I want to go off-roading, I got a, a truck with big wheels. If I want good mileage, I got a Tesla or something, you know what I'm saying? So maybe they want to be big and strong and be inside of a big, strong person and go beat up somebody, or they want to be a child for the day and go play. They were looking at using those bodies as an experience, and it seems horrible. Like Oh my God, they just you know possessed a child to go play. Well, that's what they wanted to go do, or whatever they wanted to do, and sometimes those vehicles didn't make it, um, and that's what they're they're talking about. But you know what you're asking me, Ron? That's really, it's really, uh, it's hard to get into because you know, who there's a lot of credence leading to that maybe Kane was not. Adam's son. Um, having the name, the daughter, you know, Cain's sister, L- Lulua, that's Lulu. That's directly from Lilith. A hundred percent. There's no, no changing that. So a lot of people believe that Cain and Luluwa were the son and daughter of Adam and Lilith. And then she was banished. This also goes along with why she was so upset over the children of her always eating children or killing children because her kids were taken and she was she was banned from from there this is why she said you know she kept having children immediately when she left and went to the uh, the dead sea area when she d- dwelt with Azazel and Shemyaza and all those cool guys you know she had to learn magic to defend herself from god so they taught her the sciences the art of war the art of you know everything so she can defend herself and when those three angels showed up, she's like, you know, for every one of my children that you kill, because my children were already were, you know, taken from her, um, that um, she was over it. She's like, for every one of my kids that you take, you know, a hundred of his will die. And, and, and I don't think she was meaning Cain and Lilawa, And this is a, could be another reason why Cain didn't like Abel and his sister. uh, abel's sister because they weren't of the same you know type abel and Jumela were from adam and eve so Mm. yeah so there's a lot of that there's another story where eve had children had cain and luluwa but it was um, um either Shemyaza or the great serpent or lucifer that impregnated eve in the garden of eden Um, before they left, and when she left, um, or Samael. His name is also Samael. Look, here's Mario over here. How funny. As I'm talking about it, he's texting it. Way to go, Mario. Um, How funny. See, this is why we want fans... Talking in here, because, you know, we want to educate you guys so you guys can come back and, and be part of the conversation, not just be talked to. I want you guys to rise up and be on my level to be able to speak about this and be able to understand what you're talking about. <coughs> this is pretty cool. And Mario does his own research and has plenty of books. And sometimes but, they educate us. Uh, sometimes they educate us. And this is what the whole point is. We, you know, We want people to come out, to speak about this, you know? Um... So, you know, so they say that Cain and, and Littlewell was from Samael, Shemyaza, Lucifer, you know, whatever big bad guy that that culture from that story or that story from that culture wants to, you know, vilify at that time period, you know. Um, and Dribat here goes cough Inky, and, you know, Inky put his man thing in just about anything and everything. So I wouldn't even doubt it. Um, He most likely Inky was the Lord God that was walking through the garden and he was 100% having sex with Lilith because that's what Inky did. Uh, yeah, that's why Lilith was able to say what she did and rise up and fly away. Um, just, just, to, just to elaborate on that really quick, Inky was most likely the God in the garden, not so much the God um speaking to humanity and creating the Hebrews and all that. That is a war god, a storm god, which would have been Enlil. So Enlil kicks out Inky later on. Um and Inky becomes Lucifer or the one who dwells beneath the f- the earth, which is in the water. So Inky water. is Poseidon at the bottom of the ocean, which would be hell. Um and a lot of other um religious and cultures and stuff like that. Um no, no apologies needed, Mario. Um, he says, Haha, my apologies. Uh, no worries. But, um, you know, Enlil took over and become that angry storm god and stuff like that later on.
0: But remember, also, I'm sorry not to cut you off. Go, go for to, it. To go back where where we're talking about these different um, people leading, like, for instance, you had Seth and then Anosh. And then each time... They're giving their son instructions to not go down to Cain, the murderer, and his offspring. And do not touch them. Do not talk to them. Correct. Do not mingle with them.
1: Do not cross the bloodlines. Yeah. So So they were trying to keep the bloodline pure. So
0: So we have two separate bloodlines going at the same time at this point.
1: Correct. Uh, 100%. I think there's more. But these are the only two that we know about. That is being handed down from you know mouth to ear, from family to family, from father to son, you know, for lineage, right. uh, tradition-wise. We mm-hmm.
0: have the rule of Cain, Canaan, um, and then after Canaan, well, this would be after Anosh. We have the rule of Anosh, and then the rule of Canaan, and again, they're they're saying, you know, do not come down from this mountaintop. Do not right. go to children, the children of Cain the murderer. And he's referred, referred, they're all referred to the children of Cain the murderer. And then we have rule of Ma, Malalil.
1: Mahalalil, yeah, yeah.
0: interesting. Mm-hmm. The rule of Jared. The yeah. rule of Jared is where <laughs> they start to go down. Yeah. because they start to mingle. So And they don't come back.
1: There's a couple of reasons why I think this started to happen. I mean, there's one really obvious one. Um, The obvious one is that being a vegan, bro. What happened?
0: You get tired of being a vegan. You
1: know, this is also where I think um, the age starts to dwindle is when they start eating meat. Yeah. Um, and that's something. And you know, all those vegans out there, are like, see, that's why I'm vegan. Um, no, you're not going to be living past 123 years, buddy. Sorry, but uh, you know. Yes, they start to dwindle in age, but the major reason why they went down is, uh, you know, the children of Adam that were still remaining there, or Seth, whatever you want to say, they would sit on the edge of the mountain where they can look down into the valley, and they can hear music, and they've never heard music in their life, and they can hear it, and they can hear songs, they can hear people singing, they can see people dancing, they see naked women wearing gold jumping the fire. It's really freaking cool. So they're barbecuing. They're having a backyard barbecue, dude. It's Banging.
2: <laughs> they're having a good time. You know,
1: and, and what's really jacked up is that this is done on purpose. This is done at the edge of the mountain to lure down the men because they want the seed. It's really, and the women too. They want the women too. They they bring them down and they fornicate with them. Literally, it says they fornicate. Oh, it so they're really peacock, and they, yeah, they knew that. Oh, when like when it. I say fornicate, I do not mean the horizontal mambo. I mean <laughs> Eiffel Tower and all the other weird stuff that's in there that you got to look up to figure out what those names are. That's what they that's were going
0: doing.
1: Shit. They were, I mean, crazy stuff. Stuff that I I don't even. You have
0: Jubal and Tubal Cain, two brothers, sons of Lamech, yeah. Um, yeah. who, you know, sons of Lamech the blind man who killed Cain, um, invented and made all kinds of instruments of music. Tubal right. made reed instruments and harps, flutes, whistles, and the devils went and dwelt inside them. Mm-hmm. When they men blew out. into the pipes, the devils sang inside them and sent out sound from inside them. Yeah. Uh, Tubal Cain made cymbals and sistra, tambourines or drums, and lasciviousness and fornication increased among the children of Cain. They time. had nothing to occupy themselves except fornication. Mm-hmm. Now they had no obligation or tribute. They had neither prince nor governor. And eating and drinking and lasciviousness and drunkenness and dancing, singing right. to instruments of music... Right, the wanton sportings of the devils, after yeah. which affordeth pleasure to devils, and sounds of the furious lust of men, nying after women, and Satan finding his opportunity in this work of error, rejoicing greatly because thereby he could compel the sons of Seth, to come down from that holy mountain. There they had been. Made to occupy the place of that army of angels that fell with Satan,
2: right? So, sounds like somebody's jealous. Well, they 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 want them off the mountain. Yeah. Having a party, they're fucking awesome. They're fucking down there. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what's going on? We want to be part of
0: this. Part is where it 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 really tripped me out because of the. The detail that happens, right? Oh, they this go now. <laughs> a lot of detail. This is the detail. So, can, you, can I read it real quick? Uh, please. Yeah, so that way. Okay, so, meanwhile, fornication reigned among the daughters of Cain, and without shame, women would run after one man, and one man would attack another, and they committed fornication in the presence of each other shamelessly. Correct. All the devils were gathered together in a camp of Cain, and unclean spirits entered into the women took possession of them. The old women were more lascivious than the maidens. Fathers and sons defiled themselves with their mothers and sisters. Sons respected not even their own fathers. And fathers made no distinction between their sons and other men. And Satan had been made ruler or prince of that camp. Mm -hmm. And when the men and women were stirred up to lasciviousness, frenzy by the devilish playing of the reeds which admitted musical sounds and the harps which the men played through the operation of the power of the devils, and by the sound of the tabernacles and the sistra, which were beaten and rattled through the agency of evil spirits, the sounds of their laughters were heard in the air above them, and descended to that holy mountain. So exactly what you were saying. You have these virgins, these people that you know have no clue have never seen this stuff
1: they don't know what it is down and Mm. they're
0: seeing they're they're seeing a lot of crazy shit happen right in front Mm. of them and they don't know how to understand it or digest it
1: no um i just want to point out you know people are like why why are they luring them off the mountain why don't they just go up in the mountain and be like look at boobies come on down man so the mountain is inaccessible you cannot physically walk up the mountain there's no road, there's no no trail, and there's cliffs, and you cannot ascend it. You cannot do that. So how are they how are the children of, of you know, Seth get, coming down? How are these pious children of, of Adam escaping this mountain? How are they getting down? So the children of Cain knew the way down. Most likely the, the fallen had shown them how to do it. So there was a river, because you got... Imagine, they're just not on top of a mountain with nothing there. This is like a ring of mountains that has like orchards and like fields and stuff like that, you know, and lakes and stuff. It's just, you can't get up there. So what they did was they would show them the way down via the river. So they would float down the river and fall down because you're in water and you would be safe, but you couldn't go up the river. Some of these kids, these children, you know, when I see children, some of these were were grown-ass adults. They would come down, go have fun, wake up with a hangover and be like, oh my God, this is a horrible mistake. And the children of Cain would make fun of and laugh at them as they tell them, oh, it's okay, go back. They wouldn't tell them there was no way back. So some of the, these children, they would come down and just enjoy themselves and never look back. Some wanted to go back. Some would even make a home at the foothill and repent for the rest of their life, wishing they can get back up on the mountain because it was so, they said it was better on the mountain than down here because everyone was killing each other. Like you said, father lay with son, mother lay with daughter, vice versa, everything in between. There was no distinction between anybody. Nobody cared. It was all for the now, all for fun. Um, So
0: do you think, what you ha- now You went from you went from having specific structured order in the garden
1: Cor- to, to chaos,
0: complete and utter chaos.
1: Mm-hmm. And what then this when you're alone. this kind of goes back to what Ron was saying. How I was explaining the whole Gnostic view, and then is Sophia, which is a book when they talk about using humans as vehicles. Um, and you said, Mike, they would jump into women. And make them rip their clothes, you know, take their stuff off. And a lot of them were already naked. But they would act as animals in the dirt. And they would writhe and throw their bodies around. And then to seduce men and stuff like that. And then they would act like animals, fornicating like animals. uh, Like doggy style, for example. You know, and and stuff like that. And they would basically uh, copulate as animals. And, you know, I want to point this out, too, that this whole thing, as they're doing it, it's kind of the reason everybody's like, well, they're just having fun. No, no, no. So, what they're doing is they're actually breaking a commandment of God. So, God made this whole, our organs, our sexual organs to procreate, right? Be fruitful and multiply. What they're doing is they're having sex and specifically trying to have the woman not get pregnant. So it, it's, it's like pointing a finger. It's all for pleasure. It's all for pleasure. They're pointing a finger in God's face. Look at what we're doing. You can't do nothing about it because you're up there still trying to fix heaven. Because this is still early on. And I get it. This is, at this point, this should be, I mean, Cain had Enoch, his son Enoch, which is not the Enoch from the Seth line, um, about 196 years after the death of Adam. So, you know.
0: There were two Enochs, right? There's two Enochs. There's the Enox. Enox.
1: There's a Enoch from Cain. That's his Cain's mm-hmm. first son that he had with Lulua, right? And Nelua. he built the city of Enoch, which right. was full, full of fallen angels and Nephilim. There were giants in there. They all lived together. They all partied. It would be like a Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, but a lot of it, too, they don't say that it was just crazy. I think he wanted a little bit more... More order. And um, because, you know, Cain didn't want to leave. He wanted to stay there. But, he, you know, that's that's what happened. So I've never come across where Cain is fornicating with everybody else and acting like animals. I've never seen that at all. Cain is in in love with his sister. I've never seen Cain fornicate or or read about Cain fornicating with anybody except his wife. And he loved his wife, and he would visit his wife often because he couldn't stay there. But he built a whole city for his wife and for his, son, his first son, Enoch. And he would travel the world and always come back. So, so you see these wonderful human attributes for Cain. It's really sad. you know. It says, I will make a mark upon your face that every man will see you from far away and know who you are. And no land will you be able to dwell you know, this is why he moved everywhere. And people ask, people ask me, you know, what, what what was the mark on his, on his face? I go, well, it had to be something mark distinguishable across his feet. You're running, you're not looking, you hit a tree, now you get a scar. Are you, are you Cain? No. It was very distinguishable. So at this time, you know, beards were really big because there was no, you couldn't shave. So I, I think um, God made Cain's face never grow facial hair. Even as as a full grown male, he was not able to grow facial hair. When all other males look like a bear, they look like Ron, the big old beard. You know, <laughs> they were huge, huge, huge beards, and these beards were a symbol of status. Look how old I am. Look how wise I am because my beard is gray. I've had more experience They're than you, right? Yeah. So I believe Cain. Look like an older man with no beard and it probably scared the shit out of everybody because they've never seen that. Like right? Can you imagine that?
2: Right. So,
1: and then the only other things out there that didn't have facial hair were angels. You never, you're never going to read where an angel or a demon or a Nephilim has a beard. Maybe the Nephilim because they're mixed. But, you know, the fallen angels had no, they were clean shaven. So when they describe like the two angels that walked into, into uh, Sodom, right, to go get Lot, they, had, they were clean shaven. And it says, and the men of the town had never seen such men and knew that they wanted to know them. They wanted to fornicate with these guys. So, you know, they, were ve- they stood out immediately when they walked through the gates, everybody stopped what they were doing and turned and looked at these guys and and wanted them. Uh, we have a, a little it, question here from Michael. What's going on, Michael Samu7? Seven, seven. Uh, in Genesis, there's a man who is struck dead by God for spilling his seed on the ground. Of course, you're going to bring this up. You're going to make me say this. This is why I get in trouble. You guys want me to talk about things that get me in trouble. Yeah, I know exactly what this is. And I will talk about things. it. Yeah, I know, right? I have been kicked out enough places, right? So, in Genesis, there's a man who was struck dead by God for spilling his seed on the ground. Does this have to do with tantra practices of semen retention? No story is arbitrary, so there must be a reason for this trend. Well, I'm going to follow this with a a saying that always gets me in trouble, but I read it from biblical texts and... uh, Archaeology stuff and stuff like that. So it goes, it is better to have your seed in the belly of a whore than on the floor. And people like, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. And what they're saying is that what, what this happened here with this guy, he spilt his seed right on the floor. And God said, that is not my commandment. That is a waste of seed. And you, 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 no, it's heresy, and he struck him dead. So, I know everyone laughs at this, and this is a real thing. This was a thing back in the day, back in like King Solomon and all that. Like prostitution was a okay because you yeah. weren't doing that, you weren't masturbating and spilling your seed on the floor. This has to directly do with that.
3: Well, why, was that an issue? <clears throat> why was that an issue?
1: That was an issue because you are wasting seed. You you are now pro. You are not procreating. You are fornicating for pleasure, so you're not. So, be, full and you're not multiplying. Let's, correct.
0: Let's move on to Enoch. Eno, which,
1: which on Enoch, which which Enoch? Cain's Enoch? Well, or?
0: we're talking about no. We're talking about the Enoch of Seth.
1: Enoch of Seth. So we have Enoch. Okay. So Enoch. So when Enoch grows up, all he hears about is Adam, 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 and why we're here, why we're here. We, you know, Adam and Eve screwed up, and we got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Adam was supposed to be this master gardener and, and, he and he failed 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 and he failed. So as a child growing up hearing these stories, it's like, well, Adam is like so cool and he's like the coolest dude here and and he, you know we have a shrine to him and, and we're all here for him, so I want to be like him. So Enoch uh, had a huge silver helmet that he would wear that was so heavy, it would make him a hunchback. And this helmet, oddly enough, Looks like Hermes' helmet, um, and it's it's a but it's an over indulgent version where it's huge and this helmet goes from over his head to over his shoulder, excuse me, over his shoulders and onto his back and it's heavy and it makes him hunch over to where even if he wanted to he couldn't look up to see the fruit from the trees in the garden that he was that he made. So he recreated the Garden of Eden over there near the gar, uh, near the cave of treasures to basically fulfill what Adam failed at. And that is basically to not eat of any of the fruit that was yielded from the garden. And he did this for numerous amounts of years, and never once did he eat from that garden. And God goes, dude, I kept telling you, man, you can eat from there. It's okay. Like, this is not the Garden of Eden. And Enoch's like, nah, this is just what I want to do. I want to finish what Adam didn't do, and I want to do that. Because I grew up hearing these stories. And finally God's like, dude, it's been like forever, and this guy's not gonna eat from there. This is amazing. This guy's spent all his time making this garden, everything, you know. He's kind of the crazy dude, the weirdo, you know? But God says, you know what? You have completed what Adam failed at. And with a snap of his fingers, Enoch was not. And that's N-A-U-G-H-T. Not as in, did not exist no more. So, one day, he's there, and in front of people, he vanishes. It's not like he walked off, he blinked, bleep, and everybody freaked out. And that's it. We don't hear about Enoch no more. They they talk about how they miss him, and this, this, and that, and he's gone. And then if you are a person who studies the uh, canonical 66 books of the Bible, uh, the only other time you're ever going to hear about Enoch is in uh, Jude. I think it's like Jude 22, Jude 23. Um, and says that uh, uh, Jude is a mouthpiece of God and he cannot lie. And then he quotes Enoch. Um, that's the only reason why we know about Enoch, really, is from Abel, I mean from Adam, and his line, and later on in like Jude, where he quotes Enoch. So we know that these people were quoting the book of Enoch. Um, mm. But the book of Enoch was removed. So then we have Enoch going on his fanciful journey, which I gave a lecture at Esotericon, which got me booted out of some place. And then I gave another, another. Uh, uh, that was my first episode I did with with Keepers, episode number seven, way back in the day, and, and the man gave. You know, it was Good times, and uh, where he goes and he travels into different versions. the Ethiopian version. There's a uh, uh, Ethiopian. There's a Slavonic version. There's Enoch one, Enoch two, Enoch one a. There's all these cool things you got to go read about. They um, either talk about um, the angel Uriel coming down and uh, teaching him the paths and gateways and portals of the stars, which is basically astronomy. And um, teaches us how to tell time by the celestial hands of time, you know, by the stars, by the sun and the moon. This is where we got into uh, Venus, which actually got me kicked out of uh, of some place that we won't talk about. Um, but you know, so Enoch. So here we go. Oh, here we go. We have a uh, Barrow Groves here. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, he says, Jude 1.14, Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesies about them. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones. So, that's a, a more modern version. Uh, more correct translation would be the Lord or see the Elohim coming, myriad upon myriad of his holy ones. So, myriad is like 10,000 upon 10,000. So a Marriott is ten thousand, so that would be a more correct translation. But, but yes, borrow Groves, you owe me burgers. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's that's when he quotes Enoch, and uh, it's a really cool thing. Uh, just a little side note, I, I want to let you guys know how much of of uh, how much I'm behind Enoch, how much I love Enoch, how much I will speak about Enoch is I had an ongoing battle with a Jehovah's Witness about Enoch. So much that he was a member of their committee that writes the Watchtower. You guys know what that is? You guys ever see that, you know, the Watchtower? He, uh, yeah. he was part of that. He actually wrote it, right? He was way up there. And this guy would come talk to me uh, in DeLama Mall, of all places, back in, back in like oh. early, early 2000 and um, like 1999 or something like that. And uh, he said he wanted to save my soul, and uh, me believing in Enoch was horrible, and blah, 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 And then I quoted Jude, and he goes, you know what, I didn't know that, and I had to come back. And he came back, and they said that they wanted me to help them write a Watchtower edition on Enoch, which I did. And I told them I would only do it if I was a uh, a ghostwriter. And I was, and I still have that edition. I will show you guys later. <laughs> Uh yes, Burrow grows. He told me that I was going to hell. Yeah, and then they wanted me to write for them, so that was pretty cool. Um, but Enoch, man, Enoch went and did his thing, and later on, Enoch does come back. Uh, I believe it's in the Book of Jubilees. He comes back on his birthday, like a thousand years later, and he parties with his great, 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 great grandchildren, and he parties with them for like a day or something like that, and. While he's on stage, he's like, hey, I'm about to go. You guys going to see something cool? And they're like, what? And they're all parting, and then God snaps his fingers again, and he disappears. Pretty cool. But when he came back, he told his children, his children and children and children, children uh, what to do and what was going to happen, and that he was the son of man. Gee, I've never heard that before. But mm. uh, that's the first time you guys actually really hear about son of man, because he was the first, like, man now you know, coming down from Adam and stuff, and he finished what Adam did not do. So that's why he was called, at least the angels called him the Son of Man, which was pretty cool. Um, because so he ascended. He ascended for sure. He later becomes, well, he ascended, and he was Enoch for a while. He was a scribe Enoch. He was God's scribe. And then, um, yes, Michael, like Bilbo on his birthday, yes. Um he, he ascended um, and became God's scribe and was there, and then finally God's like, I want him by my right hand. I want him to be in here. And then like, you know, every time we bring a human in here, you pop them with your voice. It's like, that's why you speak through us. He's like, no, 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 I want to see him face to face, and I want to talk to him. Make it so he can be here. So they pour this crazy honey down his throat, which burns, and his insides burn and all this, and he starts glowing, and they do all this weird stuff and bathe him in light, and then adorn him with robes of light and all these things, and they change him into Metatron, which is pretty cool. And then a lot of angels get really ticked off, and there's another fall that's never talked about, it's the third fall, which is like basically the first fall part two which you probably won't read about and really hear about, but it was a small insurrection. And uh, God goes, hey, Metatron, go see what you can do now with your new powers. And um, they call the angels back, and, and Metatron comes out as a hurricane. That's how he moves. He moves as a hurricane, and he devoured Everything that was in his way, the angels that did not get out of the way and the demons that were, were there, that were revolting. And he devoured everything that was in his path, good or bad. So later on, if you guys ever read about uh, angels having a war or a battle and they're losing, they call Metatron. And the trumpets uh sound off and the angels run literally like hell, pun intended. They run for their lives because Enoch's coming or Metatron's coming and he devour, he eats everything. Cherub, you know, seraphim, the seraphims were the scary ones. Those are the fiery dragons that, you know, their, their hands, their paws would go down the ground and the ground would melt because they were on, on inflamed. Pretty crazy. Um,
0: yes. So after Enoch, we have the rule of Noah.
1: Right, so again, one of my favorite things to talk about anything that's antediluvial, anything pre-Noah, you know, pre-pre I mean, stuff. So Noah, Noah is a nephilim, man. He, he's he's a giant. He looks different. Everything looks different, and you know, even when he when he's born. So, you know, the description, this, you can find any King James Version, any handy-dandy Bible that's laying around. you guys want to download a Bible and just Google it, it's one of the craziest births that you're going to read about. So, basically, uh, all these wet nurses were there. His mother's giving birth, and she's having a hard time. And finally, he comes out, and the room lit like daytime. And they were inside of a dwelling, and the whole dwelling lights up. And they couldn't figure out, well, why is all this light coming from? And the child was hard to look upon. Because his face was bright, was glowing, uh, was radiant, you know, depending on your translation, your version of the Bible you have. And it filled the room and immediately people fled. They're like, that's not normal. This is a demon that she's, she's been copulating with a demon, a fallen. And Noah's father was not there. He was gone. So he comes back and his son's already born. And it says, and he walks into the into the dwelling and immediately upon looking uh, looking upon Noah, turns to his wife and says, what have I done for you to go lay with angels? And it changes because it should be the fallen, but it says the Elohim. And then it keeps changing and keeps changing the son with a son of God. You know, depending on the year it was written and the time period. But he knew immediately that's not human. And looks at her and goes, clearly you had sex with something that wasn't human. Look at him. His hair is like wool. It looks like the sun. And he's radiant. Blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm not blonde hair, blue eyes. I got black hair. I got brown eyes, man. Who's that? Who'd you lay with? And she was, please believe me, I lay with no man. He goes, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I know you didn't lay with a man. I did not <laughs> lay with no man. He's like, I got it, girl. Look at, he's neon, he's glowing, dude. He's a glow stick. <laughs> he's not my. <laughs> that's not my boy, kid, he's not man? My father. Yeah, eighteen years, eighteen years, right?
0: You're not the father.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mari Povich, right? So he's like, yo, what's right. up? And it's like, hey, well. I have to go talk to my grandfather because he's going to know what to do. So he goes to the ends of the earth where the water falls off the face of the earth and he finds Enoch, which is weird because Enoch is supposed to be chilling up in heaven as Metatron. So we have this little conundrum where either Enoch is not Metatron as of yet or Enoch is dwelling as a human being, but his consciousness or a part of him is Metatron. Or he's like a superhero. He can be Enoch and change into Metatron when he needs to be. But according to me... Or uh, maybe, maybe uh,
2: he's using that, uh, that vehicle, like you
1: said. Oh, Le- right. Um, but, you know, Metatron is supposed to be locked up. He's the big guns, he's the nuclear bomb that they don't, they don't bring out. And he's locked up behind these doors, and the trumpets are to crack the seal to let him out. Um. So, you know, I have no answer for that. I wish I did, um, but there's no answer. But he goes to Enoch, and he asks, Enoch, hey, man, my wife popped out a baby that's not mine. It's He has golden hair, hair like wool, and it's bright, and his eyes are blue and shining. He looks like the shining ones, literally. That's what he says. He looks like the shining ones. What do I do? He goes, "You're gonna raise him as your son, and you're gonna get him on your side. This is a blessing in disguise because he he will be he will usher in a new era. And then you know they get into the stones, and sometimes they talk about the stones, sometimes they don't. And there was a stone that was written a bunch of names that the uh, Nephilim or the Nephilim had dreams about, and it was a a big stone pillar that had names on it, and a big wave came and washed away a bunch of names. Not all the names, but a bunch of names. So they said the giants were dead, and they all freaked out. So later on, they go to Noah when he's older and ask him to translate that, because you're in cahoots with God. He was a mediator between the fallen and God, just like Enoch was. So really cool stuff. But uh, you want me to go into whole Noah? I mean, just that's the birth of Noah and what happens with Noah, and he, later he grows up, and the uh, nephilim, um, the nephilim go to him and, and ask him, "Hey, can you interpret this dream that I have?" You know, and this is something that we see a lot happening, like Daniel. You know, they go to the, the Pharaoh goes to Daniel, "Can you interpret this dream about the cows I have?" You know, two skinny cows, three fat cows. Like, what what is this? What is this dream? And here you have this this. Um, divine line that comes from Adam, that comes from Abel, that comes from, well, not Abel, but it comes from Seth, that can divine things, can see things, can interpret things. They have some edge. They're different than normal people. So, you know, you see this time and time again with this lineage, this Davidian
2: lineage. But didn't the lineage of Cain have the science and industry? I mean, music correct. and yes, like everything the, the noble sciences, you know, all the, the arts and sciences they had them all, they had right, correct. So they had them all, they had all of that.
1: But it's almost like, okay, so this is where we get back into the whole micro macro thing, okay? So if you want to think mm-hmm. about it, you're going to think of Seth's line. As spirit, as high, as above. Cain's line, as below. Got but it. what everybody forgets is that there needs to be a balance between the two, yeah. right? Circumnavigate your passions. I spoke about this on on the, the lecture that we just had, you know, over at uh, Oxnard Lodge, right? To circumnavigate your passions, brother, brothers, you know, to, to know the extent of your reach, to not go out of that bound because you you won't succeed, you know, do what you can do within your realm, you know, and, and to do that, you have well, to have a perfect balance. Yes.
2: And, and, and like we've learned so many times before, in order to embrace your light, you have to understand your darkness and vice versa. I'm sorry, say that one more time. I said in order to embrace your light, you have to understand your darkness and vice versa as above, so below. Yeah,
1: there can't be any light without the dark. Um, right. I mean, you to cast a shadow, you need light. What did Noah
0: do with Adam's body? Because they had to leave the Cape of Treasures.
1: Right. So they took that. So they moved it. So there was a whole little conundrum that happened. Um, they had some some things get inside the cave and turn off that lantern that we were talking about earlier. And, and, uh, that was a big no, no. And I I would love to go and dive into what the hell that lantern is. I I don't know, man. I, they never speak about it. They just, it's there. It's like, it was there when they got there. And it's um, some, I think that this lantern, uh, the fire was green. And that's something that kind of ties in with Two Ball Cane and Two Ball Cane's Fire. If any of you are out there that are alchemists or are blacksmiths, you guys will know what Two Ball Cane's Fire is. And if you guys look up Two Ball Cane's Fire in a video or on images or whatever like that, uh, you will see what I believe is the flame that would not go out inside this lantern furnace thing that they had there that they really couldn't move it was just really weird there's a lot of weird things that go on when they talk about it they allude to it or something's happening and they're like make sure this thing doesn't go out or make sure that nobody gets a hold of that or you know stuff like that but um yeah just there's a bunch of but uh you know why don't you talk about that, Mike? So they, they, they brought his body out. His body got defiled at one point. The demons got in because the flame went out. This flame was keeping the demons out Um, for some reason.
0: But they were able to turn it back on.
1: Yes, they turned it back on really quick, like, like no problem. And I don't think this was an ordinary two-balls-cane uh, fire. I think it was two-balls-cane fire, but it was... It was um, it was uh, lit to do something else. It was uh, burning something, I think, and this is what kept them kept the demons out. Like it was burning some sort of. I'm just going to use this as an example, like incense, for example. Um, but uh, so yeah, they had a move. So basically, the demons got in. They they desecrated the body. They removed a bunch of stuff. They took things. They did. F- Weird things with his body, and then when they they realized when the children of uh, Abel, when children of, of Adam realized they came back and they they you know the demons ran they turned back the lantern on they all escaped the um, the cave of treasures the, the demons and Adam's body started talking, started kind of yelling and saying, "Dude, you 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 messed up. This is how you're gonna fix it. This is what you have to do really really quickly. Hurry up." So they right their wrongs and long story short, but uh, Noah removes the body from there. They take quite a few things and um, they go. So I want to point this out that Noah, when he was building Noah's Ark, he had the book of Adam and the book of Adam was with the body. So he had the body already. So at this point, he already had left you know, and then they had left when they had left the cave of treasures. They 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 did take the body, and they had another cave that they went and they hid Adam's body in because they always had to hide it. Because for some reason, it's unspoken. Uh, the demons wanted his body really, really, really bad. I think they wanted to make him come back to life, and you know, for their their sake, and have him be with him with them. That's my personal view. What do you think, Mike, or Ron? what what benefit would that be for them i'm telling you man imagine i don't know how i can relate this but imagine if you had somebody who caused the war one person you know like the guy who shot ferdinand that created world war 1 right the assassin imagine if you can go and talk to that guy hey man why'd you do that you create a whole World War I. You know, he didn't know. He has no clues. He has no answers for you. But he'd be an interest, you know, to go see and talk to. Why'd you kill? Why'd you shoot Ferdinand? You didn't like him? or you paid to do it? You know, he, he was an, an oddity. Because he was the first man. Well, he, Adam was made a few times. But he was the one that was there in the Garden of Eden. And if you think about it, uh, Ron, he was locked up. Those angels were not allowed. Those angels, the fallen ones, were not allowed to go see him. Some higher ones could get in because they were still friends. Let's just let this be known, okay? The fallen and the non-fallen still hung out. I want you guys to know that. I know it sounds weird, okay? But Lucifer was still able to walk into heaven. You ever hear of Job and his daughters? Job, but Mm -hmm. you know. All the things that happened to Job, right in the first sentence, and Lucifer walked into heaven and heard the conversation that God was having with his angels and goes, nah, hold my beer. I can change that. And then does all those things to, to Job. And God just says, you can do whatever you want to him, but you can't touch him. Cool, I'll give him boils, I'll give him leprosy, I'll kill his entire family, his flock, I'll trash his house, but I didn't touch him, yeah. God. Right. So they're still mingling. They're still friends. It's kind of like, you ever have that cousin that did some really dark stuff or just was the outcast, and maybe they they don't go to their family functions, but you still kick it with them every once in a while? Right. You're that guy, huh,
2: James? (laughs) You know...
1: I'm all Black up in the family family stuff. Like I'm not ousted. I have family members that would love to say what they think about what I do, what I teach, what I you know educate people on. Um, I welcome that day. Uh, to this day, they have not done that because they know what, what will happen. You know. So my grandmother, who is the head of the family, uh, who is probably the most religious one out of the family, uh, knows my stance and knows that I'm smarter than any priest that those family members go to. Literally, my grandmother took me to church to school the priests, and that was St. Philomena over there in Figueroa, just to let you guys know that you think I'm joking. My, my grandmother told the priest, my grandson, who's like 11, knows more than you. St. Philomena and Carson, correct. So my grandma goes, you said you can prove that you know more than them? I go, yeah. What does I-N-R-I mean above Jesus? And that priest turned around and looked up there and looked back and his eyes were really big. I go, see, Grandma, he doesn't even know. And she was like, I can't believe that. She's like, you know what that means, right? You're the head of the church. You're the, the head priest. He goes, you know, there are scholars that we have here that would know. I go, here lies the king of the world. You know? Some people just don't read, man. Some people get into, get into things for other reasons that are not for God. So, but yeah, I do. I do get tend to get kicked out of places. So
0: we left off here on uh, Noah. Noah, and I think we could continue on our next episode where we go. Into you want to do Shem. Noah or what? we'll, we'll finish. We'll, we'll carry on with with Noah, and then go into Shaman him carrying the atom to Golgotha and then Melchizedek. Now, Melchizedek, there's a whole bunch there.
1: There's a, there's a lot. That's, that's yes. a big skip and a jump, well, but that's, that's, that's that a lot. Yeah. Our
0: next, our next shot. Sure. So we'll probably cut it right here and then continue with that. Um. Meanwhile, do you guys have anything else? Uh, let's get, see last week. Let's talk about last week, man. We had a, we had a really cool event at Oxnard Lodge. It was a a education night where brother Emiliano came down from Whittier Montebello and did a big old lecture on King Solomon where we had James and Mike, brother, Mike Samuel fill in other parts of that lecture, which involved magic. Now it's one of those, you had to be there moments type of thing. I wish I could have been there. Most of these, most most of the places that do these things, they 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 don't stream them, they don't record them. Um, It's there for you when if you can make it. Somebody somebody
1: caught a little bit of it though.
0: It is it is what it is, you know. So um, if you're if you're in an area where you can check one of these out, check it out. It's definitely worth.
1: Right, Uh, you guys. So a lot of these uh, lectures at Masonic lodges. Uh, will tell you if they're open or they're closed to the public. The majority of them will be open. open. Right. There's Mm -hmm. nothing stopping you if you are not a Freemason. Um, There's nothing stopping you from going in there except you. You know, I always say this. It's if you guys want to learn something. I mean, I went out and I I went out and seeked what I wanted. Um, There are lectures happening everywhere. Everything's online now. You can watch all kinds of stuff there's the PRS which is the Philosophical Research Society um, they have amazing man. stuff on there that's the yeah, number one man, place that I go to
0: on. you have to you have to pay for most of those though right
1: uh, the majority you have to pay they're not that expensive it's like 20 bucks for a ticket So unless it, it, you get like Mitch <laughs> no no I took Borrow oh, Groves oh. over here to uh, go watch Mitch and Brian went with me so i went twice and then mitch made fun of me for being there twice Uh, i'm like well i'm just here to see some crazy guy talk you know so mitch is a cool guy very smart smart guy um yeah yeah, the philosophical research uh society is a great place uh to go and do that and then uh, you know i'm able to go to other lectures that are are not so open um Yeah, just I I end up going to lectures that the lecturers go to, so that's just like a personal invite thing. Which just because I'm there all the time and talking with these guys after the lectures, you know, you get invited to other places. Go Mm. be present
0: backstage.
1: Yeah, man, you go to you know go hang out with uh, Dr. Heller, which is uh, Manny P. Hall's apprentice. He, you know, this Dr. Heller was printing. The Secret Teachings of of All Ages, the original ones. He was printing them with Manny P. Hall. So I felt very honored to go and watch this gentleman's lecture and to be invited by him personally to go to PRS to be part of his lecture. And I'm actually answering questions in his video from PRS on Transcendental Magic. So you can hear my voice.
0: (laughs) All right, James. Ron, you got anything?
2: You know, I am going to close with um, with two things. One, a thought about all of this Cain and Abel business, and, and one of the things that I came across with, um, which I had heard before and I contemplated that it could just all be an allegory of the psychic conflict within the soul of every human, the For good sure. and the evil dark, the light, the, the, you know, desire to overcome the desire to live. And, um, that's my thought there. I'm going to give a shout out, uh, if we're going to go ahead and do shout outs, I'm going to give a shout out to Mariposa Masonic Lodge that accepted me as a member. So now I have a dual membership and, um, it's cool to be part of those guys up there.
0: Mariposa, where the hell is that? That's way up there. It man.
2: is about 40 miles east into the mountains um, from Merced. It's uh, almost the halfway point between Merced and Yosemite.
0: So, is it by Coulterville?
2: Beautiful. Um, it, is, it is east, it is slightly southeast of Coulterville. Uh, so, yep. Nice. Yep.
0: Beautiful country
2: That's
0: where I work. out there.
2: Beautiful country.
0: So uh, anybody else got any shout-outs, mentions? Yeah. Uh,
1: So I'm just going to say, you know, just like uh, Ron did about uh, Ken Abel, you know, this is a, I believe this is a story, you know, whether this really happened or not, this is a story, it leads credence to a story. Fight your demons inside of you. So you do not have to fight your demons out in the world. Okay. This is shadow work. You cannot be a love and light. Love and light, you have to deal with your shadow side. This is as above, so below. If you are not doing below, as above, you are lopsided. This just goes time and time again. This is something you cannot get away from. You know, if you have an anger problem, you've got to deal with it. And if you don't deal with it, it's going to pop up. You may be really cool, and then something happens and triggers you, and then now you're letting that out because you never dealt with that. Deal with it inside, as in deal with it, do your shadow work, you know? Um, I just want to give a shout out to all those people who are trying to learn something, man. There is a bunch of resources out there. PRS, um, there's Green Man, A Crooked Path, for all those different things. There's sacredtext.org. There's a bunch of stuff out there. Go out there and learn. That's all I got to say, man. I do my usual thing. Um,
3: as always, thank you to the listeners, thank you to every our uh, respect and love out to everybody trying to be better tomorrow than they were today, as long as you are 100% trying your best, you're doing great, keep it up, shout out to all the brothers at Montebello, uh, Montebello Whittier Lodge 323. Um, as Mike was talking about a little little earlier, um, they have study group over there with Brother Emiliano, and the next one is going to be on April 20th at 7.30 p.m. 4.20, guys. Ah. Yeah. So um, you can check that out, um, Lodge323 on Instagram. You can um, look them up there and find information on how to get there. Um, if you want to go, it's open to everybody. Uh, shout out to the brothers at Channel Islands 214. Shout out to the brothers at Oxnard Lodge 341, where we went to that lecture that Mike and James were talking about last week. It was great. Um, also, if you are not, well, you may have noticed uh, Boro Groves, he, uh, he was talking about Discord in the chat, if you are actually watching this live right now. Um, we have a Discord, and you can join it. Find us on Instagram, go to our bio, and click the link. That's how you can join that if you're not there uh, yet. We have just different channels there for you guys to continue chatting and talking about these subjects that we we discuss right here live on the show. And we're also going to be introducing uh, fairly soon some paid tiers uh, for, with, with some exclusive content that, if you pay to uh, support us, you guys will be getting it. Um, they're going to be low level tiers. We're not, you know, we're not getting too crazy out the gate.
1: One million dollars. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, You know, it's literally uh, we're going to start as low as uh, one cup of coffee per month. You can support us. And at the highest, you could, you know, support us for the cost of one price, you know, one lunch per month. Um, And and we have different little little things worked out that you will get, you know, depending on the tier that you choose to support us with. So that's going to be coming soon. We're uh, pretty excited about that. Um, specifically Mike is actually working on some content that uh, you guys will have access to if you do choose to uh, support us in that way. So um, thank you guys, and uh, be on the lookout for that stuff.
0: Right. Uh, So, yes, we we have a lot going on. We have a lot going on in the L.A. area, Ventura area. Um, Also, you have the South Pasadena 290. They have a lecture series. And uh, Pan America Lodge has a lecture series as well, the, Her- the Hero Font lecture series, which uh, I think it happens either the third Thursday of each month. Uh, I'll get a schedule up for everyone, um, but it's, it's really good. They put together a really good series. I oh,
1: got, I got one more thing to, to say. Uh, yeah, go for it. We always love to hear feedback from you guys, whether it's on Discord, Instagram, Facebook, anything like that. You want to hear what you guys think about what we're doing. We want to hear what you guys think about what we're not doing. If you guys, hey, there's something I want, I want to hear you guys talk about, hit us up. Let us know. We are on Discord. I'm on Discord every day. When you guys post something, I get an immediate alert, and I try to respond as fast as I can, as much as I can. So if you guys want to see stuff, you want to engage with us off the show or keep the show going. Hit us up on Discord. I'm in there all the time. I try to respond to everybody, and it's been really good conversations in there. You guys have wowed me. You guys actually made me go purchase a book. I won't say what book it is. If you want to know what book it is, you can go in there and read it. You can read about what book it was that had me so interested. I bought it for my father, as a matter of fact. So um, hit us up.
0: Thanks for tuning in, however you're watching us. Comment below and let us know what your favorite part of the show was. For questions regarding the show, content, ideas booking inquiries, or just simply say hello, visit the contact page.